Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slow Beef. With me, of course, is my good friend Jim. Hey everybody. My good friend Rosella 500. Hello. My good friend Pula Hoko. Hey. My good friend Oren Ronan. Good evening. My good. Oh, that's it. Unfortunately, uh, we we had to reschedule due to unforeseen events, and unfortunately, Turbo couldn't make it. But told us we had to we had to continue on in their stead. The mystery of the missing member. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, fine. You know, I thought it was a kids' game, but what, no, I guess not. Um. Well, so this is we're we're on to chapter two of uh, the Great Ace Attorney. Does anybody want to start us off? Like, how does this? I have notes, but how does this thing open up? So, do we want to? It actually opens with kind of um, like. A voiceover of Dr. Watson telling the end of a Sherlock Holmes story. Mm-hmm. A, a real Sherlock Holmes story. Uh, Jim, you said that you're a Sherlock Holmes fan. Sure. Um, I could yeah, sort of set this up because it does become really plot relevant and cool in a, in a few places um, in interesting ways. So basically, The Adventure of the Speckled Band is a, it, an early Sherlock Holmes story. One of the... Um, it, it was published in a, in a combined form in if you find it now in The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, but it was originally published in a magazine called The Strand. And I, I read it for this, and it's not a good story. I mean, I read it, I, I read it as a kid, too, but I, I forgot what was in it. It's good for establishing mood, but it's very flawed. Um, and so what essentially what happens is... Um, a young woman visits Sherlock Holmes. She says that she is, uh, she, her mother died and she lives with her stepfather. Um, her sister died a few years ago and uh, in under suspicious circumstances. Uh, her uh, stepfather is fairly abusive. Um, he is very controlling. Uh, her sister was about to get married and died. And the, her last words in her bedroom when, when her sister finds her is, is the speckled band. Uh, which she never understood why. And she, she also complained about uh, hearing some whistling noise. Whistling. Yep. She, repeatedly. Yep. Before. And then it would happen a lot. Also, her stepfather's name is uh, Roy Lott Gramsby. Yes. It is, it, we'll, we'll hear this character name again uh, in, in the chapter. And um, it, to make a long story short, what ends up happening is uh, the, the angry stepfather actually visits Sherlock Holmes and threatens him. But... Uh, Despite that, he goes and investigates him and Watson hide out in the bedroom uh, the, of the young woman's bedroom because what has happened is there's there's uh, it's a, she's been forced to sleep in her sister's old bedroom. They're adjoining uh, to the stepfather's bedroom and there's a ventilator between. There's also a bell cord that doesn't do anything tied to uh, the uh, tied right next to the ventilator and there's a, a bed that's bolted to the floor right next to that. Um, Holmes and Watson spend the night there and eventually in the middle of the night uh, they hear a slithering sound uh, uh, Holmes pops up Watson unleashes a light they beat back at something and it turns out it's a snake the snake goes back through the ventilator shaft and agitated bites the stepfather who is turns out has sent the snake through the way he has done this is that um, in, because the the woman was about to get married and, and it was going to cost him the mother's fortune uh, so what he what he did the way he killed the sister and the way he was trying to kill her was he had trained a snake with milk hmm. to go in called crawl down the bell the um, bell pole jump onto the bed and eventually if you know when when she had w- woken up would be bitten by the snake um, when it was unsuccessful it would happen every night and every night it's unsuccessful he would whistle to get the snake back um, 
we'll get to the part of why none of that makes any sense. <laughs> Uh, but that's essentially how the mystery is solved. Uh, they figure out that Holmes figures out that it's a snake that's being trained by the stepfather. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 the premise that you need to know going into this before we actually get into the, the Ace Attorney version of the Speckled Band. You don't need to know, but I think it enhances the, the actual chapter. Oh, it, it sure. definitely does. Yeah, I think it's super appropriate to talk about it on the on this podcast. But um uh, we when we say we open on that too, we're open on like a sepia sort of like writ not written but like illustrated almost version of Sherlock Holmes. I th- or somebody's telling that story right more or less, but in like a very short version and with like very few of the details, but about like an adder and abandoned etc. Right? Yeah, it has the uh, the like it's it's written as if it were like a diary entry of sort of the the climax of that story where you know where they're they're you know hidden in this dark room and they see or hear the uh the the snake and finally realize oh it's it's the speckled band and that's that's what we see at the beginning yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it's written like like an actual Sherlock Holmes story which are all written from uh John Watson's point of view gotcha it's Dr. Watson I think yeah he's, he's the so-called writer of these stories yeah but then we're after that so um we're in the cabin of a ship right and there's a body and this part's like animated like animated animated you know um in the anime style you could say uh but here um there's like a body with um, what you've probably seen this before, like is the his their finger, the body's finger is like ink on it, and there's a phrase they were like pretty much finished writing, but in Russian, a Russian word, or I guess a word with Cyrillic, but one of those things you can kind of like suss out even if you don't know Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what happens is Sherlock Holmes is well, I'm sorry, <laughs> a detective who you would probably assume is Sherlock Holmes is here. But he looks kind of amazing. Um, he has these goggles on over like kind of kind of like the, the the typical cap. I don't know what you'd call it that Sherlock Holmes usually wears, you know, the deer stalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's and they've got like cl- they're not like clubs, like card clubs, but like they're like almost like four circles, like a sh- clover shamrock kind of sign on each of them. And they're sort of glowing. And he has a gun. Like, it's a revolver, but he, like, puts vials of things in it. And when it shoots it, he creates smoke for, like, kind of like a uh, CSI-ish sort of effect, you know? All right, steampunk Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's, it's anime steampunk Sherlock Holmes. It's great. Yes, yes. It is, and it is great. And he's talking to some Russian sailors, and he's like, I deduce, um, you know, he, this is a locked room mystery, you know? And the Russian sailors were with him. And you can tell, like, they're dressed like, you know, sailors with the white and blue striped shirts. And they're kind of speaking with that sort of accent, you know. One of them is Asunaga from the previous chapter. Uh, Oh, yeah. I didn't actually recognize uh, that during the sequence. But um, uh, we will learn that in a bit, too. And uh, quote unquote, Holmes or the detective says that. Oh, the Russian, the sailors say we should wait for the maritime police, but he says, no, he'll have the the reveal of the killer in less than five minutes as he looks on a wardrobe with uh, like a seal on it in Japanese, meaning like something that's like written over, like and pasted like on the doors, like on each door. So you couldn't have like opened it or anything, you know, without the paper falling. It's like one of those paper talisman things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So then the chapter begins 
proper is the word I use, but meaning like kind of in the way you'd expect a, a Phoenix Wright chapter to begin. It's January 9th, I believe. And Ryonosuke is in handcuffs and he's accused of murder of murder of Kazuma Asogi. What? No. <laughs> yeah. I said last time, well, Kazuma's really cool, and I like him, so the game is probably going to make him a bad guy or kill him. So, here we are. I I was banking on, actually, the former, but um, that, like, he was maybe going to be Edgeworth or something, but, like, I was very surprised to see that, nope, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, this is really just a repeat of the first game of Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Oh, like Mia Fey, but... Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was wondering if they were going to, like, throw a curveball there and, like, have it be like, oh, no, he's only, um, uh, you know, maybe he was bit by a snake that the venom paralyzed him and we think he's dead. But then mm-hmm. it was like, it was like a whole post-mortem report and I was like, oh, no, he's actually dead. Yeah, no, he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead, yeah. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> um, so... What happens is we uh, we go to a flashback and we reveal Kazuma wanted us to come wanted uh, us to come with him so that the plan was to stow away to England uh, with him you know and help and he you know help him kind of like achieve like this thing he wanted to do which he won't say what it is um, but now he's dead and we're waking up as his prime primary murder suspect so that plan's kind of out the window and Suzato's here. And she doesn't believe our innocence. She thinks we murdered Kazuma, you know, Um, and we vow to avenge him. And then in one of many awesome sequences, Suzato kind of does a judo flip to us in like first person. So the whole camera kind of flips and goes blurry. Um, And she calls it a Suzato takedown. And it's really funny. And then the entire the entire visuals is is skewed. We are knocked over. She's mm-hmm. coming in from the from the top because we are upside down. It's it's very uh, yeah. it's very cinematic for a an Ace Attorney game. I really like Suzato in this chapter because it seems like in the first chapter we just got a little bit of her, but now she's with us this whole chapter, and I like her. Yeah, she she's pretty great. I think she really comes into her own this chapter. Yeah. Um, and you know it's tropey in a way to have like you know the. You know, the small, like, um, you know, the small girl kind of doing the flip. You know what I mean? Like, in kind of, like, physically overcoming the hero in, like, a comical way, that sort of thing. But I, I do really like it. I don't know why. Like, just, like, maybe it's the art style, the way she looks and stuff. It just, it's very, like, it's very good comedy. I, well, I, I think it's because in the first chapter, she was kind of presented as this very kind of demure person. Mm-hmm. And then in this chapter, she, like, takes the lead and shows that she's got, like, power yeah yeah um no totally uh let's see here so basically she wants to know why we did it um but so we have our first sort of puzzle of the chapter where we have to kind of prove our innocence with like the very little we have in our court our quote-unquote court record you know right and i think right now the only thing that we have is the 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 talisman that was uh on the doors of the wardrobe that we were in as kind of like a, a seal do not open. Yeah, so we, we have to have a student badge, which is very important. Yeah, we have to have the badge. Right, right, right. Yeah. But if we had killed Kazuma, there would be no way that we could kill him, then get back in the wardrobe and then stick the talisman back on. Um, right back on the outside, exactly. Yeah. So that's our way of ruling that, you know? So, um, 
So now we get the opportunity to investigate, which again works kind of like your typical sort of Ace Attorney game in a way, where you get to examine everything around the room, talk to people who are in the room with you. And in a lot of like Japanese like adventure game visual novels, the person with you is kind of acting as the game narrator, you know, which I always thought was really clever, where it's like if you look at an object rather than like a second person sort of you see a blue cap, like usually like the other character will comment on it with you as if you're talking, you know, it's like, hey, that's a blue cap, you know, so. Yep. It's kind of like the difference between you talking to yourself and like just having someone there to converse with you, I think, makes it more kind of immersive. 100% 100% agreed. You know, Phoenix Wright does it. Metal Gear does it. Snatcher does it. It's like, I, I like it whenever I see it. 999 does it, you know, so. Yeah. Also, this chapter in general, I was wondering, you know, as it went on, I was wondering when we would get to, like, the courtroom. And then it turns out, no, this entire chapter, it takes place entirely on this ship. And it's like a trial without a trial. So it's funny you say that, because when we were planning out the season, you know, and like what how much to read you know like i i think i i know i did and i think a couple other people also looked at like this is what's you know um this is what's coming sort of in turn like non-spoiler so like i saw yeah this chapter was all investigation which again i i hadn't personally seen in a phoenix right before or an ace attorney game i guess i should say yeah um so yeah so i was interested to see how they pulled that off but um uh, we can examine Kazuma. We can we can look at Kazuma had a, a diary, a London diary. Uh, it's not complete, but Suzato won't let us read it, you know. And um, we can see that there is a vent shaft to the next cabin for some reason, and a bell cord that would you can, you can ring it and like summon someone to your your cabin, you know. There's um, and of course there's. Um, kind of like an outline of Kazuma's body and tape that like they put there you know obviously it's not like a chalk outline it's cruder but you know you get the idea of course and we have this phrase in presumably Russian but that uh, Kazuma I guess wrote before he died or is supposed to have wrote, written before he died and neither neither Ryunosuke or Suzato knows what it says just curious anybody know what it said or like beforehand no, no I didn't have any idea absolutely not no. of course not but I'm pretty sure it's accurate. They, they don't. It actually says what they say it does. Yeah. But then, so after you examine those things, I think specifically the diary and the lettering, but whatever, there's someone there, the person from the animation, the steampunk detective. Um, and he's like investigating the desk. And I think he's like climbing on top of it upside down, if memory serves. Yeah, this is, this is a running joke because. Sherlock Holmes always like appears in various places in the ba- in the background doing crazy stuff, and it's also yeah. one of the things that's always funny. This character is great. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I said it before we started recording, but I do. I really like this interpretation of. Um, well, I guess I can't say that because it's not Sherlock Holmes. It's not. At all. I don't know why any any of any of us thought that. That's ridiculous. This is uh, the great detective. Um, he's investigating the desk. Um, I don't know if he introduces himself right away, uh, but he decides to make a deduction about who we are because we are obviously the culprit and that we have left Afghanistan as a revolutionary with 16 assassination victims. And he like, you know, I'm shortening this for the podcast, but it's this flowery story that he's coming up with like on a, on the spot. And what I absolutely love is Suzato buys all of it. Right. <laughs> Now, the, Af- the Afghanistan stuff is, is also a, a reference to Sherlock Holmes, by the way, to actual Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. 
Because that's what um, the very first thing in the very first Sherlock Holmes story, that's uh, where he did this, is um, Watson has been in Afghanistan. Eternally topical. I think at this point in the story, like everyone else knows who this person is, but we don't. And everyone is just very impressed by him. It's like, wow, it's the famous detective. So they just take everything he says completely at face value, even though it's entirely wrong. Right. And Susato certainly does, which we'll see why shortly. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he, he says, and I wrote this down too. I present my findings with a brassy certitude and more often they're not and then not they're right. Which is kind of which is kind of awesome. But basically, he's like, you know, he's the famous detective, Herlock Sholmes, um, which apparently. um, So this is a weird thing, but um, the Doyle estate, I think, and somebody correct me if or if if you know already about it, you can talk about it. I I, can. Can I talk about this a little bit? Because please, please, please. It is in, in the Japanese version of this game. It's Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. They don't. Mm-hmm. They didn't change names. Um, and yeah, the, the, the common opinion about why they did this in English is that it's because of copyright, which doesn't make much sense. Yeah, isn't that like public domain or something? Yeah, Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson, the characters, are public domain. They are trademarked. Um, the names are trademarked, but in order to violate trademark, you have to actually use the names in the title of your. Of your of your game and and they don't here. The name isn't called Ace Attorney versus Sherlock Holmes. So in that way, they're fine. Um, what is still in copyright uh, and has been in certain various lawsuits recently are the very last few Sherlock Holmes story stories. So what you can't do is use anything from those stories in your work. You can use Sherlock Holmes. But you can't like use his adventures. So my my take on it, and I'm 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 not a lawyer, but I, I've, I'm interested in copyright law, and I've, I've read a lot about it. Is that there is absolutely no problem if they left the names as is. Uh, even um, if you want to like protect yourself by claiming that you're a parody and that's uh, and you have strange names, parodies the parody protection doesn't require you change the names. You can leave the original names and still be a parody. And on the other hand, if you change the names, that also doesn't protect you because copyright isn't about the exact names. It's about similarity. You can be sued for copyright if you just have a story that's very similar to an existing story. It doesn't have to have the same character names or anything. Hold it. So copyright can be filed criminally or civilly, as in a tort law. And the thing about tort is that, yeah, you know what? You might actually still be right, but being sued costs you money. And if you are a big money for big companies, it might even make sense to just get the lawsuit out of the way by settling. So basically, you Capcom of USA might be like, I just want to avoid all this together because criminally, there's a really narrow definition of copyright that we may or may not be fighting. But the Doyle estate has every right to see us in court if they think we are. And apparently the Doyle estate is pretty litigious. Sure, but changing the names won't stop them. They, they will sue you if, if, they, if they think they have a case. They That's will sue too. you even if you don't have the Sherlock Holmes name, especially if the name is Sherlock Holmes, which is very, very yeah. close. <laughs> also, key to, key to the Doyle estate is that what the, the premise that they make for a lot of their current lawsuits is elements of the character that were introduced only in the later stories. The, one of the things that they've recently sued about was that uh, the Enola Holmes uh, Netflix series. Which, by the way, has the character of Sherlock Holmes in it called Sherlock Holmes. 
And Straight that up. wasn't their problem. Yeah, Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. Their problem was that he plays a more emotionally present, a more, you know, a more engaged emotional character. Their contention was that 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 element of Sherlock Holmes was only introduced in later stories. He was very detached, very sort of methodical in the early stories. So that's mm-hmm. how they got it. It wouldn't like as Oren says, it would not just that if that's their case, they wouldn't care about the name. Now, I, I think that they did it for a different reason. I think that um, in the United States, there's a history of parodic works doing this kind of like silly name changes. See Med Magazine, the entire history yeah. of Med Magazine. I think that's more the reason why they did it and not because of any copyright issues. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it, it, it's, a parod- it's a parodic tale on, take on the character and it seems appropriate to have this kind of silly name attached to it. Yeah, in, in this kind of presentation of him, I think it just works better to call him Herlock Holmes instead of Sherlock Holmes, just because of how silly he is. Yeah, I think that like the way that they interpret this character uh, would put it. I mean, they, they they still be could be at risk for a lawsuit and risk for settling, but I think that the 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 risk is generally very low compared to like Enola Holmes, because they they definitely aren't just taking a, what if Sherlock Holmes were a nice guy who cared about people and respected women? Uh, th- they definitely take it into a, a much different direction that, that mm-hmm. seems a lot, uh, a lot easier to defend as far as a copyright claim. Yeah. So it definitely seems like they are doing it. Um, I want to say almost to give him the impression of being an off-brand Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You know, they might be protecting themselves from Sherlock Holmes fans more than they are protecting themselves from lawsuits. Objection. Uh, and I'm presenting something from the court record in Discord, which is which, which was, also... I, I, I was about to point it out also because I know about Lupin the Third. Well, then please elucidate. Yeah, so the Sherlock Holmes and Wilson names aren't... They didn't come up with them. Uh, they were used by the um, Lupin the Third stories. Um, where they were actually sued by, um, not the Doyle estate, by, by, but by Arthur Conan Doyle himself. Um, <laughs> because, uh, what is the name of the loop on the third author? Um, oh, um, uh, Maurice LeBlanc. Yeah. So he wrote a story called Loop on the Third Meets Sherlock Holmes, um, where he basically mocked the Holmes character and uh, Doyle sued him. Uh, so the solution was that he changed the name to uh, Herlock Sholmes and Dr. Wilson. And that's where these names are from. That's the second worst thing I've ever heard of a writer doing in response to being mocked, but whatever. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? You know, one thing, too, because we pointed out Wilson Watson before, which reminded me, too, of like, I, I, did I mention also like Wilson's the name they use for House MD's like Watson kind of character? Well, if I did, yeah. I did now. No, you did. So, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Are, are we again. going to get sued now by talking about this? I think we're, we're not anybody's radar right now. Yeah, I, I think the lawyer would be like, "Look, you, I don't think they have the money to to worth make it worth." You know what I mean? Capcom maybe, but not Visual Novel Book Club. Shows that we're making bank from this. <laughs> Just make sure to put Sherlock Holmes in the title of the episode. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just something together. <laughs> something else altogether, you know. Um, also, fun fact, by the way, too, throughout this chapter is uh, Her- Herlock Sholmes um, is that everyone keeps ca- thinking he might be German, like Herlock, you know? Yeah. But um, 
as an H E R R, like the you know word for like Mister or Man in German. Um, but apparently, this is sort of like the local a localization joke because um, he refers to himself in Japanese what was as Anno Sherlock Holmes, as in like that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a running joke throughout the game in Japanese where uh, he introduces himself to people who don't don't know him. Not everyone knows him. In fact, most people don't know him who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, um, "My name is uh, uh, I'm Anno Sherlock Holmes." Um, and Anno means uh, that, and uh, I would translate it as like the famous, like Sherlock Holmes. But people keep the thinking verified. that, yeah, people keep Just thinking that Anno is part of the name. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a running joke about people thinking he's called Anno Sherlock instead nice. of Sherlock. Nice. And they had to like do various things with that um, in English. They don't translate it the same way always, but in Japanese it's just a very straight running joke, exactly the same every time. And is is this the point where he explains like, yes, the he is Sherlock Holmes, Herlock Sholmes, the fictional character, but he's he's the person that all of the like the st- the stories exist in like canonically. And he is the—he's the person that the stories are written about. Just his his best friend, Wilson, just writes down his stories and sells them. And so they, that's mm-hmm. sort of their explanation for its canonicity. Yeah, which yes. is the the situation in the actual Sherlock Holmes universe, I think. Or yeah. does it ever say what like Watson does with his stories? Oh no, he definitely publishes. He sells and publishes them. Yep. So it makes Holmes much more famous. And um, also, we find out that that um, Suswato actually reads the magazine, which is Ranced, which is just a strand with the ST at the end. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say Ranced magazine that yeah. Suswato reads. Yeah, he said. I think he says like you can read all about me in Ranced. And she's like, I do. I already here. do. She imports it. Apparently, she she apparently likes to read stories about uh, short stories about England and then other articles about England that she gets sent over all the time. <laughs> She, she's very bookish. She's like always got like a book with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what I like about this like initial Sherlock Holmes bit is that he explains how he got into his conclusion about um, Naruhodo, and they're all from the same newspaper story. <laughs> he basically just repeats what he read, read in the story in the newspaper. Which, and I'm going to nerd out here, is a running joke in the actual Sherlock Holmes stories, which is that. He'll have all these different. So basically, the premise for all for Sherlock Holmes a lot of the time is that he'll make these little minute observations, and he has this encyclopedic knowledge of the the circumstances in his world, right? So like he'll see somebody's cuff is frayed in a certain way, and they have their elbow looks a certain thing, and he's like, "Oh, this person is an accountant who works at the docks," because this is how you know his job would always make his clothes wear in that way or some some kind of thing this this certain military guy walks this way because he served in this place and then every so often he'll make an observation and Watson will be astounded by it and he'll be like I read the paper before you and that's how I know who this person is and it's like a running joke actually in the stories which is the same thing he's doing now except he's completely wrong that's the yeah <laughs> that's the best part is he's just completely off base and I think the I think the only like evidence he has for that is just that we're wearing all black I think he's like wearing all black therefore you must be the person I read about in the newspaper now do you read I, I'm kind of wondering what you think at this point do you read this as he's uh, actually wrong or he knows he's wrong but he's doing this as kind of a bit I absolutely read this as genuine he he truly yeah. believes that he is 
a brilliant, infallible detective, and he is also a little bit of a himbo. Because he, he has a lot of bits that <laughs> suggest the later, um, later on. Yeah. Well, he changes halfway through this story and stops getting things wrong and seems to know the answers, which yeah. is the only thing that's made me think that I'm not sure yet. I, the beginning part of the story, I was absolutely convinced it was just, this is dumb Sherlock Holmes. Now I'm sort of halfway. Yeah, l- later, I think it's more like suggest that he... He tries to encourage Naruhodo to to do to give the real answer by giving the wrong answer first. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not convinced of that. I um because I really like it better that like <laughs> I, I feel like I, I was kind of on the theory that this universe's Sherlock Holmes or whatever would do the same thing, but this time around Watson or Wilson was the one who like helped him oh, out yeah. as we'll see later. <laughs> it's like an inspector. It's like an Inspector Gadget situation. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. Exactly. So it's just that the uh, the stories are edited. Yeah, but now that Wilson's dead, Naruhodo's got to fill that role, is what I'm getting at. Which I don't think we ever tell him about. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe someone should have should have mentioned that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we never tell him that. So I was I was waiting for that the whole uh, the whole episode, and then it uh, it never quite happened. You know, I feel like it wouldn't have changed a thing. Like it, he's probably that unflappable that you would tell him, and he'd be just be like, "Well, that's that's too bad." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he would care. I don't know. And then just keep. That's. I mean, I like him. It's like whenever, even when we're like correcting him or course correcting him, he just completely just goes with it. Like at first, I thought he was going to be like kind of the egotistical, kind of like just wrong about everything person, but like he's actually kind of likable. Yeah, and and I, yeah, what what the newspaper says about us about us about real uh, okay, is that um. Uh, what do you call it? He thinks that the Russian revolutionary from Afghanistan is named Villain Borshevsky, a Borshevik, um, which I guess is like a, a Bolshevik joke mm-hmm. as well as villain. Yeah. Kind of like a red herring thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously, but right away, like you see the person in there, which is going to come up again, that the, the there's a picture of the guy who looks completely different. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, and we even say that to him. It's like, that, look at the picture. That looks nothing like me. And his response is, well, he's this villain Bolshevik is a revolutionary. So, of course, they can revolutionize their appearance, which is a long-winded way of saying it's a disguise. Yeah. And then we have to, so we have to look at this newspaper he presents to us with, with this. And, and he says, you can keep this as a souvenir of my deductions. Like, he's really fucking obnoxious about it. <laughs> He also said that he gave it, 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 it. later said that he gave it to you because he can't be bothered to find a, a trash bin. Yeah, that's right. Which, which is one. Oh, that's right. There's, there's one in the next room, but there's not one in theirs. Um, and there's a uh, on the back of the newspaper is uh, this article about um, what looks initially is thought to be a beautiful princess, but he he translates that it's actually a, a ballerina. When you investigate and look at it a little further, it's a, she's a ballerina who went missing. It's uh, Nikolina Pavlova. That's right. Uh, yep. And anyway, um, so it also turns out that uh, Holmes has already gone. I'm just going to call him Holmes. I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, Holmes has already gone ahead and read Cosima's diary. And she doesn't. And Sisoto doesn't flip him. No, she's fine with that. Yeah, she doesn't want us to read the diary because it's like, oh, those are Cosima's personal thoughts. Even though the guy's like dead. 
and were on, you know, suspected of his murder. But she lets uh, Holmes read it immediately. Not only doesn't she flip him, she 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 reads it for him because he can't actually read it because it's in Japanese. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I um yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very here for this bit that like she is just like kind of fangirling over Holmes and just going with whatever and then just like even though Holmes or Narahoto is just like I, I can't believe this guy. And then everybody's just like, Yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> So at 1.23, Kazuma wrote that he hears a faint whistling. And then at uh, 1.35, um, he sees a speckled band dangling from the vent vent grill, you know. Um, So anyway, Holmes leaves to do his own investigating outside the room, um, which we can't do because technically the the crew is holding us prisoner. Uh, And basically we see that there's glassware on the floor. And a brick co- and a streak of some kind, like a brick colored streak, you know? Yep. So, so there's that. Um, and let's see here. There's also like a chicken bone that's on the ground next to a plate and it's from a roast chicken. And basically, I was going to say, Kazuma doesn't like chicken apparently, which, okay. Because, uh, yeah, as you were about to say, that, that, uh, uh, Narahoda has been literally eating leftovers but this time mm-hmm. you get to eat the whole chicken because uh they didn't you know Kazuma didn't want the chicken yeah and apparently right. dinner was just was just one gigantic chicken and this yeah. this leg is also comically huge yeah but mm-hmm. it looks like a dinosaur rather than rather than a chicken this chicken was like all monsanto feed it was like yeah bulk me up <laughs> <laughs> exactly but um Naruhoto realizes he has no real memory of that night Kazuma died and also notices that all the books on the bookshelf are knocked over and Suzato immediately can't stand that and fixes it because again even though we were chided for not keeping a crime scene intact last chapter still can't do it so whatever um, but also, all of a sudden who, who, who should appear but Inspector Hosonaga dressed as a crewman um, and at this point, I kind of feel like he's the 19th century Jean Parmesan, if anyone has, <laughs> knows that yes. development reference. But um, yeah. cool. I'm glad I'm glad one, one person, person did anyway. that one. <laughs> None of you watch Arrested Development. All right. Well, anyway, um, so Jean uh, Parmesan's a running gag about a detective who keeps popping up in different outfits. But um, anyway, there's more to it. But whatever. Anyhow. So uh, he's he, so apparently he was here as. A night, um, as a Sogi's bodyguard, you know. So I guess like Hosonaga just sucks at anything that's not evidence, like stealing evidence from a crime scene. Um, but to his credit, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I guess not. You know. Well, even with the evidence from a crime scene, he fails at everything he's assigned to do. Just sometimes he does right. the right thing by accident. <laughs> yeah, he's really like he needs. He, people have to stop micromanaging Hosonaga, basically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just let him do his thing. You got a free range Hosanaga, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, Minister Jugoku, which I mean, I'm thinking of the wrong world, uh, wrong word, but um, no, isn't Jugoku the word for hell? Or? Uh, definitely is. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, was worried about Asogi's potential assassination, so. We show Hosanaga our the diary to prove to show our um, innocence, basically. So he'll kind of like let us, you know, go next door and try to figure out what's really going on here, since the crew assumes that we, 
you know, are a murderer in the uh, one of the mur- people murdered somebody in the first class cabin and a stowaway, you know. Um, so I I wrote snakes on a boat in my notes because I guess I thought that was funny, but reviewing it, it wasn't. So never mind. Yeah, because we, we convince him that, you know, there's something coming from the ventilator grill and the ventilator grill connects to the next door cabin. So, right. Obviously, like. We, we need to investigate the next door cabin. Yeah, we want to get over to investigate, but obviously nobody wants to let us out of the room because we're suspected for murder. So right. uh, Hosanaga kind of covers for us and allows us to leave the room and go into the other room to investigate. He basically calls it like a matter of honor. Like, OK, look, I, I have failed Kazuma. By, you know, by allowing him to be murdered. <laughs> so I, I will put I will put my life on the line uh, to, to let you investigate this crime scene, which the, is the next best thing. <laughs> it seems a little melodramatic, but there you go. Right. Yeah. Also, in pointing out the the ventilator to the next room, the game acknowledges that it's not a really smart idea. Like, why would you need a ventilator just to the next room? It's like, that's not going to get you fresh air. No, it's not really a good explanation, which also in the original story, there's not a really good explanation. Like, I don't know why you would need a ventilator into the next room in a just normal house. <laughs> in, in, in the original story, it was part of the father's plan. He, he built yes. the ventilator there yeah, in it's, order it's to murder in. his stepdaughter sometime in the future. Now that Jim explained like the original story of the Speckle Band, I'm thinking back to this case, and it's like it's like they're making fun of it. Oh, they absolutely are. They absolutely are. Yep. Yeah. This this case gets a lot better. Yeah. There's there's definitely more stuff later. Yeah. yeah. But before we get to the other room, we actually go into the hallway to meet one of my favorite characters. Biff Stroganoff. Beef Stroganoff, yeah. The Russian sailor. Beef Stroganoff. Oh, it's B-I-F. Called in Japanese, Mitlov Stroganoff. Aww. Aww. And he's this kind of, he's this big burly guy with this kind of stone face, and he's the guard for the, we're apparently in the first class area, and he's there in the hallway to make sure, you know, report in his book everything that happens to make sure nothing happens. Worth mentioning, it comes up later, his face is kind of striped, almost like tan lines yep. across his face. I wondered what that was, and it's like, because it's these, like, faint lines across his face. It's like, I wonder, they all, they're, it almost look like scars to me. It's like, did, did he fall asleep, like, in front of, like, some blinds? And so he got this, <laughs> like, you know, striated tan? Yeah, <laughs> it does come up later in a way that's awesome. Yes, but, um... Let's see. Next door, we know that um, someone named Roylot Grimesby is staying, right? And uh, let's see what else is there. Um, oh, one thing that I should also say that, like, at one point, Roy, uh, Stroganoff leaves but says, and he has, like, a lot of weird, like, Russian sort of uh, idioms that I don't know if they're true or not, but he says... Like, okay, like you, you, you're going to, you'll, you'll escape when the lobster whistles on the top of the mountain, which is ostensibly when pigs fly, meaning, you know, or meaning when pigs fly. I think that's a real idiom. They, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Russian idioms and they have like, they're like kind of like funny and odd like that. So I can totally believe it. You know, if they're anything like Russian memes and yes, they're very funny. <laughs> and odd. I think, I think an infamous one is like, I need that. Like I need teeth in my asshole. And, um, <laughs> That's an that's an awesome one. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the short story it's from is not so. But uh, oh. I digress. Anyhow, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I have no mouth, and I'm a scream. Uh, it's yeah. No, it's a it's a gross one. From Almost too many mouths. 
<laughs> um, so basically, all of a sudden, Holmes is there, you know, and... Uh, oh, yeah, we should say that we, we kind of came into the room because we heard a woman scream. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. So we knock on the door, nobody answers, but then there's a woman screaming, and then Holmes is uh, there, and he, like, kind of does this boxing sort of stance because he wants to knock down the door, but... Um, you know, and he says, "What pray tell can I, what pray can I kick?" But the, the door is unlocked, so he's like, "Well, what, yeah." So we what can't can bust kick? it open. Yeah, sad. which is I'm sorry for Sherlock Holmes, but or whatever. Uh, so anyway, we go in, and there's this Russian, uh, this Russian man with a big beard, obviously in disguise. I'll say he's a big beard. He's got one of those big furry hats and like glasses, you know. And this is, um. And then we go in and Holmes says he's hiding something. And do you know the most effective weapon to use against a Russian hiding a secret? Now, I said vodka, but he said the truth. (laughs) Um, So the truth. So basically, um, Holmes deduces that Royalot must be a villain. And he's in the middle of committing a crime. And he's like, you are about to witness my great deduction. And I wrote in my notes, oh, my God, the great deduction. Uh and I also learned the French term coup d'ai, which is a glance that takes in a comprehensive view, which, again, will come into play in a moment. But basically, we're now treated to a wholly new gameplay element. Um, what do they call this? The Great Deduction. OK. And it's a, and it says the game's afoot and the word deduction is flashing in the upper left, just like investigation or like testimony, you know, happens in Phoenix Wright. But in this. Holmes, this is awesome. I don't know if anyone else wants to take a crack at explaining what this is. So imagine if this was like a play, right? This is like the dramatic uh, point of a play where it's like there's spotlights and the person being kind of almost interrogated is under the spotlight. And uh, Sherlock Holmes is kind of like dancing around and making these grand gestures and explaining, you know, his deductions and, and observations. And half of them are right and half of them are wrong because the person uh, in question kind of reacts in like an expected way when the deduction is right. But then they kind of act confused when the deduction is wrong. And Mm -hmm. by the end of uh, uh, Sherlock's deduction, we've come to the wrong conclusion. And Suzato, it's kind of our job to course correct him. So then we take part in the deduction and kind of just when Sherlock Holmes says something wrong, we like change his words so that it's like the right thing. Yeah, it's so basically what happens is like there's two topics that the deductions divide up into. And one is like, like, what's the crime? And then who is this and who is this person? And he has like some wackadoodle answer. And then like there's certain keywords that you can change with like multiple choice answers or court record stuff and changing it turns it into the right thing. And then basically when it shows Holmes's conclusion, it gets crossed out and then the real ones put in yeah. and um, it starts out with the game is a foot. And if you get it right, it says elementary and it's, it's kind of great. Yeah. So this it kind of incorporates the kind of spinning evidence around to take a closer look at it because it's interesting the way the game frames it because there's like the static camera view where we're zooming into what kind of uh, Sherlock Holmes sees. But then when we have the chance to course correct, we can spin the kind of environment and the character around and see that um, see something that Sherlock Holmes couldn't have seen. And in this case, one of them is that... Um, on the uh, the back of the person, there's like these long, uh, flowing golden locks, 
underneath like the black disguise hair. The first thing that, that we accuse this person of is we've okay, this person is actually villain Bolshevik, and the the crime they've committed is kidnapping the ballerina. Right, because right. they've got this case on like a stool and it like moves occasionally. So it's okay, you, you're kidnapping right. that person and they're in the suitcase. Also, the case is like two foot wide by a foot high. Like it's extremely small. Yeah, no way. Ballerinas are also extremely small, so it makes that's, perfect sense. I think that's how Holmes even defends it, right? Like, um, <laughs> but because we also point out like this, the the per, this this Roylot here does not look like um, VLN. I mean, the, he looks similar. I mean, more similar than we did, but it's still clearly not him. Right. You're closer, but still no cigar. It's like a Mario Wario thing. Yeah. So we figure out basically that this is actually the ballerina, Nicola uh, Pavlova, and she's cutting her hair. And um, her real crime is when we look at the tiara on her desk, which, again, we have to like kind of rotate around to see. Yeah. And um, we say that she stole it. And she said actually it was a gift from the Earl of Prussia. And she has a pet in her bag. Her pet's in her bag, her friend, but she won't tell us what the pet is. Um, and we present our the, we can present the diary to her to ask her basically about the faint whistling that Kazuma heard the night before and the speckled band, you know. Which he thought was a snake that had... No, I guess we didn't get that part yet. Yeah, an intelligent reader might think, oh, they, they gave us this whole story at the beginning about the speckled band. I bet her pet is a snake. Uh-huh. You get to get to think about that. Get to chew on that for a moment. Right. I, I I wasn't sure if this was entirely like a Sherlock Holmes story at the beginning. I figured it was. So I'm like, I guess this is the same thing and this is how they're introducing it, but whatever. Um, she seems she seems like put off when we present this, but she won't tell us more. And then um, the door knocks and it's Biff and the captain wants to talk to Roy a lot and he threatens to throw us out and we leave. Um, she like she uh, Pavlova like redresses up uh, in the disguise again, you know. Yeah, I, I like how like her entire when she puts on the disguise, her entire body shape changes to that of me. There's a lot of padding on the inside of the uh, trench coat she's got on. Exactly. So um, Hosanaga is here. Um, uh, he's he's all beaten up, and but he knows exactly who Pavlova is immediately because he's a huge ballet fan. Um, uh, anyway, so basically the captain roughed him up for letting um, uh, Naruhodo out of his room to, like, investigate and everything, you know. Basically, though, they've found, I think there's, like, a doctor on board, more or less, who gives mm, kind of, like, an autopsy. And the autopsy is that uh, it's um, damage to the cervical vertebrae is what killed Kazuma. So he broke his neck. Um Instantly instantly yeah and this is my favorite thing in any in any ace attorney game where it, you you open you read the uh you know the autopsy report and it says died instantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> which you may realize is a problem because <laughs> it started with this whole having written a dying message about the wardrobe yeah, yeah i think I, i've solved this exact same puzzle in like man, not just ace attorney games but other detective games yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 died instantly and had a watch that that stopped immediately their moment of death are my two favorite tropes and mysteries. <laughs> I'm glad to see one of them. Maybe we'll see the other. Locked room too. We've seen a couple of times, but um, that's true. Uh, let's see here. So apparently he ran into Sho- uh, Holmes Sholmes, who I'm going to mix them up as I go. But, yeah, um, now I'm going to do that too. I think everybody knows what we're talking about. If we're saying Holmes, we're saying Sholmes. It's all the same. Yeah, you, you all get the idea. But um, 
what is it so oh yeah um basically uh he said apparently home said it's shoe polish and like left in a hurry excuse me um uh, about the brick colored mark and they realize the brick coloring kind of matches Kazuma's shoes um also Hosonaga mentions his head is throbbing like got a really bad headache and and Naruhoto says now that you mention it my head hurts a lot too um also throbbing so Stroganoff's gone when we go outside for some reason so we can go back to Pavlova's cabin without her and the books are toppled like ours were and this time the case like is open uh, so like and and again which I'm like, don't do it. But Suzato, of course, has to fix the books, which I'm like, but now they're going to know you were in here. But she had to write the books and the statue on the book, the bookcase. So whatever. Um, let's see here. Anyway, um, I didn't notice this the first time, but um, I had to go back out and, sh- and Holmes is there again. This time looking at the ship's log and singing to himself about... <laughs> How, How great he like, is. he's a great detective. <laughs> yeah, you have, you, you have to scroll the screen. They don't show you the screen where he's actually at the beginning. But you can but you can find him before you enter the room. Yeah, so the way that you move around these kind of scenes is you've got it's almost like you've got the whole area available to you, but you like press left and right to scroll. And it's like there have been a couple times where it just made me laugh because I'm in the hallway and I know, okay, I'm supposed to find something here. And you just scroll left and he's just there. <laughs> he's just... And always in some ridiculous pose. Yeah. See, so he's like hunched over with the book just singing. It's like... He's always on something, too. He's never, like, on the ground. He's always, like, crawling <laughs> up on, like, hooks or, like, on top of a table or something. There, yeah. Waiting for him to be hanging upside down like a bat. <laughs> It's, it's awesome. And we surprise him so he gets into his like boxing, his old timey boxing stance where you kind of like go back and forth and rotate your hands, you know, without yeah, like. Put him uh, up, put him up, put your dudes up. Fisticuffs. <laughs> he, he, he did do boxing, right? The actual Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of his character, yep. Because that's like a, a weird and interesting sort of criticism about the Robert Downey Jr. or Guy Ritchie, I should say, like Sherlock Holmes movies, where because he fights in them and there's like action scenes. But that was a thing in the books, right? Yeah. Or the stories. Yeah. That he actually did fight. We tend to think of him as a big nerd. And I guess he still is. But um, but emphasis on big. Right. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, let's see. So he's noticed, and I think we could have we noticed this too. That um, normally the logs, there's there's a ship log out here, which is like on display, and usually it's written every half hour, like nothing to report. But all of a sudden, around two thirty a.m., there's no records of anything, which is odd. Um, so then, if you go back into the room and you've examined everything you need to examine in Pavlov's room, all of a sudden somebody says vessel spotted, and the ship starts to tilt, as as does the screen, and. Um, you know, everything like gets knocked over on the bookcase and the bolt closes on Pavlova's room. So it locks, even though no Suzat, neither Suzato nor Narahoto touched the lock, you know? Yeah. And it's very emphasized too. Like I'm pretty sure everybody figured this out immediately. As soon as you see the door lock, you're like, oh, wait a second. You know, this is, this is what the game's showing us right now. Right. And just in case you, you didn't also all of the books and the, the statues fall over in the exact way that they were when, when we originally found the scene. Yeah. So when when I kind of still thought that this was like a snake thing happening, I thought that like the snake just liked books for whatever reason. So when he came into the like room, he just messed up, mess up the books and then go back. And I thought that was the link. The, but, what are you ta- 
talking about? What kind of horrible detective are you? The sticks can't read. Well, I'm not saying that they could read. I just said that they liked the books. Oh, okay. They feel nice. Yeah. All right. Sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> Glad you're not defending our... No, I'm kidding. But um, anyway, so Hosanaga starts banging on the door because we're locked in now, you know? And then we kind of go back, you know, and um, Beef Stroganoff comes in. So does Pavlova. And she's like, get out, get out. And then, like, you know, Stroganov is like, you know, trespassing and um, stowing away and murder. Like, you know, and we're like, we didn't do anything. And then he says something which I, I wrote down because I didn't really get it, which is if Vixen promises not to steal chicken, do you believe which I, I, that totally went over my head, truthfully. So I'm not. Uh, vixens are female foxes, right? No, I, I, I guess like is is Naruhodo the vixen here? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I guess yeah. He's just like I don't trust anything you're saying. Well, yeah. In that case, if the fox promises not to steal a chicken, then you don't trust the fox because that's what foxes do. Yeah, it's you know letting letting the the fox run the hen house. I say that's not quite a phrase. That's almost a phrase. It should be, though. Seems like it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's close. It's 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 good. Y'all are letting the fox run this hen house. Right. <laughs> the fox guarding the hen house. That's what it is. Yep. So we're about to be thrown into a cell because I guess there is a brig and we've never mentioned it till now. Um, but we, you know, we need to try to convince someone. We need someone's help to convince everybody that we didn't do it, you know, or we didn't do anything. And who do we, we look over and Sherlock Holmes We look is over ha- to the left. <laughs> yeah. And he's just hanging on the wall. <laughs> Coat hooks. Not even like in a subtle way or like a ninja way. He's just like hanging on the way like a kid would if he figured out like it supported his weight. <laughs> but whatever. Also, there's no evidence over there. I don't know what he's looking for. <laughs> he's just hanging on the Coat hooks. Well, he's also, he's also wearing the tiara. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He says that he wanted to. He was hanging on the hooks because he wanted to f- see if the hooks, those smug hooks, could handle the weight of I don't know something about the tiara. Yeah, it's it's a mess. That's that's Sherlock Holmes. Or yeah, it's so basically um, we're like, please help us. Like I don't know, you know. And he's like, okay, okay, hold on. I'm gonna tell everybody what's going on here. And he does um, his deduction that basically. You know, and this is where I guess we get into the speckled band that Pavlova killed Kazuma. She trained. She has a her pet is a snake. So he finds the actual snake first. Oh, that's right. Okay, and then it jumps on Stroganov's head. Yeah. Then I figured it all out, but uh, let me show you the culprit and puts on these glasses, and then a snake appears, a huge snake. Mm -hmm. That's right, and it like jumps on Stroganov's head and like kind of tightens. He can't really speak with it, like it's muffling his his voice. You know. Yeah. And um, it's very funny. And uh, so then the deduct, the great deduction begins in which he says this is that obviously the snake is Pavlova's pet. And he bit and poisoned Kazuma by climbing through the vent. She used a whistle to call him back when she or basically she like listened for listened for, you know, when, and she didn't hear if she didn't hear Cosmo moving around, she would whistle to call the snake back. She must have trained it using milk, hence this empty saucer that's on the ground in her um, in her room. Oh, there was one thing that you forgot, though. Before all that deduction starts, they point out that it can't be the speckled band because this snake isn't speckled. It's striped. It's striped. So actually, 
um, I was testing you, first of all, because I think you're going to be a great lawyer, but you just need more confidence. But um, no. So what happens, though, is the the, the first part of the great deduction is that the snake shed its skin uh, and it was spotted before. And it's also a a rare type of snake that changes its pattern every time it does that. But I think what's really great, too, is everybody buys this deduction, which like technically exonerates Naruhoto, you know? So, like, Hosanaga buys into it. I, I'm i not sure what Stroganoff's, you know, thing in it. But, like, Suzato actually goes, well, wait a sec, which kind of screws us. You know? The rest of the deduction is basically what happens in the actual Sherlock Holmes story. Yes. Like, she right. trained the snake to go down um, the um, the cord, and then she called it back with whistling, and she had a, a plate of milk that she used to train it. Yeah, and Suzato points out, basically, what are the plot holes in the story. Yeah, here's why I really like this version of Sherlock Holmes is that for one he's just so ex- it's like he has a superpower that he's just so extra that no matter what he says everyone just buys it because he says it so confidently and secondly like he's not useless like he gets stuff wrong but he's not useless he actually does have some useful kind of like observational powers where he notices small things that we don't but he just comes to the wrong deduction yeah he gets all the way there but he can't get quite across the finish line and he needs someone else to do that yeah he's not a useless character i mean in a lot of ways you know this is sort of the opposite of what we uh the credit that we gave uh naruhoto in in the first case where it's like hey like i i don't really know anything about being a lawyer and like this all really confusing to me but i but i trust my observation like i know i have a good i have a good eye i notice details and it almost seems like uh Sholmes here has the other half of that where he's not great at observation uh but he's really great at deducing information from if you give him the right observations so it's like he's got he's got half of it. He is genuinely good at deduction, but uh, not great at realizing what you should or should not pay attention to. I also like that when we correct him, he did he, he doesn't like get mad or anything. Or he's not like he's not like pompous. He's he just kind of goes with you know whatever happens to be true at that time. He, he's not precious about it. I think he, he immediately like when we point out the actual stuff that's true, he immediately like agrees and goes on with it. It's like, exactly, that's exactly what happened. And yeah, as if he's as if he were the one that said it, or he knew like he knew it all along. Well, note that it's when we do, but when other people kind of point it out, he sort of comes up with like little excuses or like ways it could work, still work his way. But then we have to do the course correction, which I think I don't know if we mentioned too. We do, we dance with him and like yeah. join him in it, and I think Suzato <sighs> makes a point of like, um, you know, of saying like I, th- I think you just enjoy doing this, you know. And they they do a bit. Oh yeah, and there's there's a running yeah there's a running gag of whenever we do that. He, it's like he can magically cuff us and uncuff us, and we don't even notice. Right. Uh, also, I don't, I don't know if you, any of you tried, but because in all of these scenes where you have to like rotate the camera and find the actual correct spot, um, mm-hmm. there are so little options that they actually have unique text for every wrong choice you make, uh, and they're pretty <laughs> funny. So uh, try those <laughs> next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did a couple, and they were all very amusing. Like if you, in, in the first one, when you try to figure out what the scissors are for, uh, if you choose the hat, then Arua does mm-hmm. says that um, 
They had a hat on so long that it fused with their beard, but they had a scratch <laughs> on their head, so they had to cut off the hat to get to the scratch. <laughs> yep. Also, um, the whole deduction dance, it reminds me a lot of Ghost Trick. Like, it's got that whole, like, snappy timing yeah. thing, which yeah. immediately appealed to me. Yeah, it's a very stylish minigame, even though it is, I call them, like, mini-trials. The, um, I can't remember the name of the detective, Cabanella in uh, Ghost Trick, yeah. but Holmes reminds, Holmes reminds me a bit of him. He's not quite as bombastic with the dance moves, but he's got these, like, moves. He's, you know, Polo, you said it before, but I want to use it in a different context. Holmes, what I like about this, Holmes, is he's very extra. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's his power. He's so extra that everyone just can't help but believe him. And he does he does do a lot of posing. He doesn't not quite as much dancing as Cabanella, but a lot of posing. Right. A lot of hat flips too, like he to snap it up and snap it down. Yeah, and him and, and he has like duet moves with Naruhoto and stuff. It's great. Very confident, this guy. Yes. So let's see. Uh so basically course correction, we reveal no. The is not a snake because snakes don't drink milk and they don't have ears so they can't hear whistling and also they can't climb up rope bells because they don't have arms or legs right and uh, Holmes mentions uh, or uh, Holmes brings up snake charmers but he says I think people I think the people doing that are actually just doing the music and charm with the snake and not vice versa um, so basically course correction reveals no 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 this is um, Pavlova's pet is a cat not a snake that's the cat and this and rather than poison because of the you know boar dying instantly blah 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 actually um you know kazuma tripped over the cat and died the speckled band was a cat toy that she tried dangling down the vent to get the cat to come back right exactly so this part i actually laughed a lot at this part because once they figure out that it's not her pet they have to figure out you know whose pet is it it's beef stroganoff's pet and they reveal this by like the snake squeezing his head but he's also like has his hand to the side petting it and this thing is just yeah. squeezing his face and that's when I realized oh that's what those marks are it's this snake does this yeah. a lot apparently and it clearly doesn't like him <laughs> yep. so the snake's name is Perozko, which I don't know if it's a joke or something P-I-R-O-H-Z-K-O which is how is how the Perosko. at least the English version spells it Perozko. I think it might just be like a cutesy uh, Russian thing. It might even be like snake and it might even be snake and Russian. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I have a good research tool right here. We are going to get to the bottom of every goddamn name in this game and you go <laughs> no. can't stop us. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's not. Um, yes, because they, they did change the. I don't remember what the snake's name was in Japanese, but they did change the cat's name. There's there's like buns like with filling that are called pierogi, like pierogi, I guess you know in Russian. Mm, so maybe, it's yeah. close to that, yeah. Or at least that's the spelling I've written down. Anyhow, um, basically, Zidato uh, um, was gonna say something is still something's still not quite right about all this. You know, like why is there a locked door, etc. And it's basically kind of boils down to um, they may want to explain the whole thing. I don't know if we have to go through it in all the detail and everything, but like they, they go to like several more variations about exactly what happened. Uh, do you yeah. want to actually go to all of them or just go to the final solution? Uh, why don't we just go to the ending one? At this point, the the outstanding questions are why uh, why does everyone have a headache and what like you know why is there's there's no you know logs after two p.m. Uh, and why was the door locked? Which 
we take a long time to get to the idea, but obviously it's because someone hit the emergency button that the emergency stop that makes everything tilt. Yeah. And then iner- inertia. Right. Yeah. So we, we know that it's we like we've we've gotten this whole cat thing figured out, but like there's still some details that don't make sense if that's the entire story. Right. So the first iteration we have of this is that the cat kind of went through the ventilation grate and um, the owner tried to get it back out by waving the snake toy around and that didn't work. And then it's kind of implied that Kazuma just tripped over the cat, maybe while the ship was already swaying and then fell and broke his neck, which the details that don't make sense if that's the case is why there's half the glass cat bell there and it doesn't explain the dying message. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, we find the other so that the the glass like it looked like glassware next to like a, a brown stain in Kazuma's room. We find the other half of that glass bell in uh, her trash can, and we we see that this this was the a cat like the, it was a cat's bell. So we know it mm-hmm. came from the cat, but yeah, half of it somehow got from Kazuma's room to uh, Nicolina's room. Right. So basically, um, what. More or less happens is that uh, the the Russian tellers like they all know Pavlova and they they love her and uh, uh, they want to help her and she wants to get out of you know being a. That's maybe do get like the second stage because the, the first after we point all of that out they do come up with the story that uh, everything happened like we said but then Nicolina went to uh, the next cabin to get her cat and she saw through the door that Asogi was dead. And then she went to mm-hmm. Beef uh, to right. help her. Uh, and, and that's when they made up the fake dying message uh, and he pushed the uh, alarm button. Yep. But again, that what we find out is, is that isn't true because what the observation is that uh, the, the uh, Cosmo is on the ground and one of his hands is in a fist. And why would mm-hmm. you be in a fist when you fell? that way like you know it's not just in a fist it looks like a, the kind of fist you make when you grab something yeah tightly clenched because usually when you fall the instinct is to open palms flat to catch yourself yeah right but he's, he's got as Holmes pointed out an earring basically which looks like it's from the Capcom game Strider I might add um uh in his fist and if you like look around at Pavlova with like this whole like scene like view thing you can see she's got one earring on one ear that looks just that looks like the pair so obviously she was with Kazuma when he tripped and died and in fact he tried to grab for her to like yeah as he was falling so then it's revealed that um you know they snuck the crew sneaks her on board um, they basically drug the passengers so that no one will like they're able to do it in the dead of night by like drugging all the food, you know, and then, um, you know, she's on board, stowed away, disguised as a uh, royal lot. But then the cat disappears. I don't know if we ever get the cat's name. Uh, her cat disappears. Hey, it's 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 in English. It's da- Darka. Cat's yeah. name. Oh, Darka. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're it's right. It's a little black cat. In Japanese, it's uh, Kurapoi. And I think the names imply that, like, they say it's a female cat in English, but I think it's implied it's a male cat in Japanese, which is weird. Hmm. Um, well, anyway, it, uh, I guess it goes over to Kazuma's room, like, it goes through the vents, you know? If And she goes over to Kazuma because she's not supposed to have pets on there, so she's like, please don't tell anybody. 
Oh, and he, he says something about his friend, the inspector, like checking with her. She's like, no, 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 I'm not supposed to be on board here or whatever, you know? It's like she, she knocks on the door and first he thinks that um, the inspector coming to visit. So before he opens yeah. the door, he says, inspector, what are you doing here? And then he opens it and, and it's her instead. Yeah. So she tells him what's going on. He promises not to tell, I think. But then he mentions like, oh, I just want to consult with someone and reaches for the wardrobe. She thinks he's reaching for the bell cord to summon someone to give her away or get his inspector friend to come. So I think she like panics and pushes him. But then he trips over Darka and actually falls. So she is like directly responsible for his death. And then she tells Biff about it after the fact. And he helps cover it up by writing the word wardrobe in Russian in ink. Yeah, and at one point before we had found ink stains on Biff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, on his like back yeah. somehow. Yeah, because like he always stands like with his hands behind his back in that you know very military fashion. So I like the kind of camera tricks that this game plays, like stuff that would be very obvious to anybody, except you've just got to be able to turn the camera around. Yeah, except for the players of an Ace Attorney game where people are always standing, <laughs> you know, perfectly in front of you. <laughs> right. So. um that's basically it and we're kind of you know it's kind of revealed you know like okay so this is everything that happened etc you know um basically we have our kind of like um debrief epilogue with um hosanaga after the fact which is basically like she's agreed to turn herself in to the to the british police when we get there and beef and biff beef too um um, me too, that is. No, uh, Beef also <laughs> agrees to do that, so... <laughs> yeah, but Sholmes can apparently arrange that he won't be returned to Russia because he has connections with the immigration. Yeah. So then what happens is... Um, trying to think here, sorry. Uh, oh, and then, like, basically, Hosanaga is, you know, because we, we're a stowaway and stuff, is going to return us to Japan, which, you know, it's like a shame, nothing we can really do about it. But then... Holmes has the idea of wait, you know, there's a grant for a lawyer and an assistant. We got we got a uh, we got 40 days to London. Why don't you become a lawyer? So Hosanaga uh, is like, I don't know, like 40 days to be a lawyer. And um, Naruhoto's like, I'm going to cram like I never crammed before. And then, like, we have a montage from Ron Dangerfield's back to school. And uh, <laughs> that's the end of chapter. Two. No. So chapter two ends with the promise that we are going to be the new lawyer and avenge Kazuma by um, like doing the thing that he set out to do when he hit London, and we still don't know what that yeah, is. Whatever that is. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. We also learned the name of Kazuma's sword. Uh, katana. Yeah, Karma. It's Karuma, which um, in in the Japanese version, uh, it's spelled the exact same way that the guy they translated to uh, Von Karma in English. Yeah. Is spelled. No shit. And, and his daughter. So oh. the sword is Karma's ancestor. It's it's not a standard spelling. It's a very specific spelling. Uh, it's very obvious that it's the exact same like, name. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It is interesting. Von Karma, for the record, I think is the... Is, we're, the Manfred Von Karma is still my favorite character in all of Ace Attorney. Just yeah. But anyway. Really? Not, not his daughter? So in the English version, they give her a really. Are you being sarcastic? Or? No, I, I really like. No. Um, well, I know her more as, as May Karuma, but Fran- Francisca von Karma in, in English. Von Francisca von Karma has an awesome design. I really do like the whip. I, uh, haha. No, it is sex. No, I'm kidding. Um, but like, <laughs> um, no. Uh, but she has a really annoying localization thing where she she really relies on the word fool 
Like, mm. you foolish fool with your foolish... And it's, like, it's outright annoying, you know? Like, no two ways about it. So, I... If they got rid of that, I actually think her character would be improved, like, 200%. She's, like, kind of a pain in the ass. In the, I in don't the... remember that, but I do remember that I really did like like her. One of my favorite characters when I played those games. She also appears later in the Edgeworth games. Yeah, I was going to say, she's. I think she's substantially more uh, charming in the Edgeworth games. Maybe just mm-hmm. because, you know, she's sort of on her side. Uh, yeah. She does. I, I, she still has the vocal affect because, I mean, you can't just get rid of that. I just yeah. like that she's like the daughter of the big bad that we fought in the previous game. Yeah. I think he's just such a great villain, though. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about that the other but day. Yeah, but a- anyway, the connection with the katana and the name is is a connection that is there and is meant for, for you to, to like, um, recognize. And right. yeah, that's kind of lost in the, in the localization. Yeah, it's completely obfuscated in English. I, I didn't even yeah. realize, and this might be because I am dumb, but I didn't realize that it was even kind of, no, I mean, like, that it was supposed to be karma. And it's also... It makes less sense because in English, von Karma is from Germany. Uh, it, no connection at all. <laughs> oh, he's not from Germany in the. Everyone, everyone is Japanese in the Japanese version. There are no oh. like international cast in Japanese. They're all Japanese. Oh, hmm. Jeez. Huh. Well, how about that? We're learning all. We're learning so much. Oh, I learned something else. So yeah, this case ends on a real downer. <laughs> yep. It does. Yeah. Like. <sighs> It turned out to just be an accident, and you know everyone's all sad and everything. Like it was, it was completely senseless. Yeah. <laughs> can I point a plot hole here? Sure. I don't think we can stop you. <laughs> so this, uh, this this game already has um, the several languages the characters speak as plot points. You know, they the Japanese characters mm-hmm. speak Japanese, and there are the English served as like a universal language when. And there's Russian in, yeah. this, in this chapter. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the reason she pushed uh, Kazuma was that she heard him mention his friend the inspector. Oh. But if the inspector came to the door, surely he would have said it in Japanese and not in English. That's true, yeah. Then how did she understand that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was thinking the same thing when it happened. I was like, oh, wait. Maybe he just, they conversed in English when they were on the boat, but there isn't a good explanation. Why? For why that. would they? There's no yeah. good reason well, for that. There's also the the joke you're talking about about the like you know Anno Sherlock, which mm. only makes sense if Sherlock Holmes himself is speaking Japanese to us, yes, and to everyone on the boat. Which, if theoretically you're you're using English as a common language, yeah, but that, that that's like that that's like a regular thing that happens every time you do this thing so obviously in Japanese everything in the game is in Japanese even when the when the characters are speaking English um, <laughs> but they still have wordplay in Japanese and Japanese idioms and uh, you, you can't really avoid that but yeah but, but, but they do actually like mention that the characters are speaking different languages in the game at several points and it's an actual plot point at several points um so it makes it it it's weird that like that kind of breaks this this one. Yeah, I think it happens a couple times with the with um uh, the Biff Stroganoff where like he'll, he'll kind of like the, the game pauses as they're trying to when he's not actually saying yes or no. Um, you know, there's actual like hesitation in the dialogue and those things, and like clearly they're using different languages. So uh, yeah, I guess it wouldn't hold true for everything. 
one thing that I changed that I didn't like very much is that um, uh, Nikolina Pavlova in, in the Japanese version, uh, her speech patterns are very obviously meant to show that she doesn't speak English very well. She speaks in mm-hmm. very clipped sentences, uh, doesn't say a lot mm-hmm. of complicated words. And they kind of completely didn't do that. I think they were trying to stay away from the stereotypical way that like Russian-speaking English are usually portrayed yeah. in English. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have that at all, and they could easily have done that. And yeah, I yeah. think they should have, because it is stereotypical, but there's a reason Japanese, uh, um, Russian people and Japanese people like don't use uh, the definite article or articles uh, in general. Uh, that's because Russian doesn't have them, and Japanese doesn't have articles. Uh, so obviously Russian people who only speak rudimentary English make those mistakes and it sounds typical but I think they could have used it here and it would have made the dialogue better because they yeah. speak very very fluent English all of the Russian people mm-hmm. here and the Japanese people I think like Biff Beef whatever comes across alright just because he uses those idioms and like very occasionally he does like Don yet you know so you kind of get that and it's even written in Cyrillic yeah. like yeah. which That's is true, yeah. just very cute Mm-hmm. Just for Nikomina in spe- specifically, they actually it, they, they worked very hard in Japanese to make it sound like she didn't uh, have good control of the language that she was speaking, uh, mm-hmm. and they kind of like removed that completely in English. Oh yeah, that's right. Like when when we first talked to her, she used like the word "disgusted" instead of "disguised." But that's it. And then, it, then they abandon it completely. Um, that's it. And, 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 and then she just yeah. speaks like completely fluent English, full sentences, uh, difficult words. I, I thought that was a typo when they said disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> See, though, that's what happens when you don't commit to the bit. Yeah, um, it is. You've yeah. got to commit. you got to commit to the bit. So, um, I accidentally saw like the next like one word of the next part um but so i but i i'm not sure what's gonna happen next you know well i personally for one can't wait to see which life gets ruined next by being just adjacent <laughs> to naruhoto <laughs> it's not his fault though is it this seriously is though this is the most like i think this is the most tragic case of any ace attorney game like i was crying yeah. It's really sad. Our our friend died for no reason. Kazuma was inconvenienced in the first case by being, you know, friends with Naruhoto, and now he's just dead because he was friends with Naruhoto. So I can't wait to see where they take this next. Can't wait to find out what happens to Susato. It's not it's not just Kazuma, it's also like the the, the poor Russian girl that tried to escape and now Yeah, everybody. Everybody is worse off for being friends with Naruhoto. <laughs> Hold on. That's it's not his fault, though. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, to be fair, Kazuma didn't have to be like, I should get the opinion of someone else before I figure out. Should I reveal to everyone that this poor Russian girl like just make the fucking decision on your own, my dude? It's not a hard one either. Like, just be like, yeah, sure, I'll keep your secret. What the hell is it going to cost me? I know. Hold on. I got to call the other members of Visual Novel Book Club before I know that, you know, <laughs> commit to this one. Like, get out of here, Kazuma. I mean, at that point, the, the question, it, it's not just keeping her secret about the cat. It's keeping her secret because he also instantly recognizes her as the, the ballerina. 
So like it, it's yeah. keeping her secret about her running away from he's like, oh, I, I thought you were actively on tour in Russia. This is a thing that I keep up with. Also, like, why would he rat her out? Like, what is the like, what does he think? That's a good thing. Like, It's not like he knows she committed a crime and he's like, well, oh, I don't know if I should keep your secret because you committed a crime. He's like, oh, you're fleeing your country. I should report this. <laughs> yeah, right. I, otherwise, I'm not getting ballet, you know, <laughs> but like. The other, the other weird thing kind of about it too, right, is like in the, what was supposed to happen is that she panics, right? She pushes him. Maybe he knocks into the wardrobe and then she's like, oh, I, I, please don't pull the, the cord. He goes, oh, I'm not. I'm, I got a stowaway here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of <laughs> weird in general, right? Like yeah. the, the normal scenario. Yeah. Why would he give her ammunition? Why would he let her know his secrets? No, just be like, yeah. sure. And then like keep his own secret. Maybe it was a trust exercise. Maybe he was trying to to show that he was a trustworthy person yeah. by being like, "Oh, you've 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 had to tell me so much here. Here's my secret: as I keep a man in my wardrobe." <laughs> you're not you're not the only one with secrets. <laughs> and then she's gonna be like, "What the?" <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got dirt on you. Now you've got dirt on me. And she's like, "Well, no. Now I'm going to the cops because you have a fucking dude sleeping, <laughs> like drugged in your wardrobe." Actually, <laughs> I mean that's a million times worse than what I did. Like that's how it would play out. To he'd open the door, there'd just be this unconscious man. Like, oh, look at this, huh? Come on, and we're equal, right? What? Why would, we're equal, though. No, we're not. No, absolutely not. What are you doing? We're the same, you and me. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Much like you are fleeing from your country, I have this young Japanese man unconscious in my wardrobe. A student like me. <laughs> what are you looking at my sword for? It's my lawyer sword. Like, <laughs> you don't have lawyer swords in Russia, I guess. Uh, you don't have unconscious men in your wardrobe? Come on, we all do it. I know how this looks, but there's a perfectly valid explanation. And my friend, the detective. <laughs> wake up, buddy, wake up. He, normally he's awake. I don't know why he's not waking up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is so weird. I don't know what to tell you, actually. All right, listen, I'm definitely not telling anybody about the ballet. I think you owe me a secret now. <laughs> um, you know, one other funny thing that happened, which I read was one of Holmes's other um, things he said is that like the his unit. What does he say about Narahoto's uniform? Like, that's obviously like the um, uniform of a revolutionary or something. Yeah, everyone it's, likes to mention how black it is. It's not just twelve. And Suzato buys it, and she's like, "I never knew that." Like our uniforms happen to match revolutionary. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, <sighs> really fun chapter. Yeah, it was a very fun episode. Yeah. Um. What What do we have to read to next? The, the next uh, episode is is longer than this one, but it's not that much longer. So my fear is that if we cut it in two, then we'll have very two very short episodes mm -hmm. um, so I don't know mm. so next episode is also it's not it's it's mostly trial there's a very short investigative investigative like uh, part in, at the beginning mm -hmm. but then 90% of the chapter is a trial I, I thought the next episode was shorter than uh, than the ones we had done already I don't know I think it, it might be either the same length as this one or maybe slightly longer so my suggestion would be, it, it seems to be the pattern that there are three to-be-continued breaks 
for each of these yeah. cases. Now, the, the one after that, the chapter four and five are very, very long chapters with a separate mm-hmm. investigation and court, uh, just like in the previous mm-hmm. game. So those are definitely, we can split into. The next one, I'm, I'm honestly don't sure. I think, I think we should have to play it and see how long it takes you. So let's officially, let's start with like officially, we'll say, okay, let's do the whole thing. And then maybe as the week goes on or whatever before recording, if it's like, if for some reason we need to change, if we need to course correct on it, then we've all learned how to do it. So there we go. We're set. Brilliant deduction. Yeah. Elementary. Elementsky. Um, <laughs> anything else? I think that's it. Good. Thanks for, thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Bye-bye.